Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. And we're all together. Let's get started. Hey, Hair Razor Podcast coming at you. Everybody's back in the same room. Fantastic. We got Phil, we got Rhino. Took last week off. I don't know if we were just probably just suffering from no last dance to watch or I actually was a little bit hurt that Spotify went with Joe Rogan and not us. I really thought we had, I thought we had a shot there. Yeah, what the world? Uh, We'd have been cheaper. Crushed. That's <laughs> yeah. right. He did it for over a hundred million, I, fifty million. I think we could have probably worked that one out. Yes. Uh, yes. I can maybe, been much maybe, under that. Maybe five. <laughs> hundred bucks. <laughs> Actually getting paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, we're now. not. No. Wait, I, you keep Sorry. telling me that that was going to happen. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, that Venmo account hasn't been set up yet. Sorry. Oh shoot. <laughs> well, surprisingly, Spotify went with Joe Rogan, so that also hurt. And no last dance, but there was the match. That was on Sunday. I watched all of four swings of that. The four, the T box, listening to uh, the introductions that were lasted longer than most of our podcasts. And that was it. But Rhino, you watched it, yes? Did, did you give up before or after uh, Tom Brady split his pants? Oh, well before. Okay. They teed off one, and I was done. Oh, okay. See, we were out at uh, Gan Valley building their house, so we wanted to get back. And, of course, you know, went up to Lewis. And I didn't even post you guys a picture. First time in about 20 years, uh, I think I grabbed a Bud Ice six-pack. <laughs> and I posted the picture. I'm like, if this is the jinx of not having to play because of the rainstorm, I'm like, that's my bad. But, yeah, I, I tuned in. I, I enjoyed it. It was about a 45-minute delay, and it was downpouring when they are on the tee box. Um, I think having Charles Barkley on there added Charles's mix, which was very lighthearted, and, you know, the trash-talking stuff. And then when they actually started, it was terrible golf. <laughs> it was bad golf. I mean, Tom was cold Peyton was cold tiger was ripping it down the middle even phil's first shot out the box uh went left into the brush too so but and then after it started picking up and i think hole six brady hit that shot where he put a little side spin out from 130 popped it in the cup and that's when he reached down and (laughs) split his pants and as a jets fan i was all for it i didn't see a single swing i didn't even know what it was oh where was it no it was in florida awesome i had no idea well oh. i have no idea this is even people were craving I'm, any types of sports it was the highest watch golf event on cable television yeah 5.8 mil it's a big number speaking of big numbers the last time i watched the match i watched it with rhino at shenanigans great place to watch sports did you do any in-game betting this time as opposed to last time I was alone on the deck, so uh, no. Actually, I was actually nervous if the Bud, Bud Ices might take me over, but I conquered that. So one zero, Ryan. Yeah, those. Yeah, we were betting during that match too. Yeah, I think I, I think you gave up some of your the property of your home. That was um, to you. Betting on Phil and left or uh, Phil and Tiger on the last yep. the match. The spare bedroom in the basement is Eric's room, so <laughs> he hasn't utilized it yet. But <laughs> there's been a few close times. It's fun to reference. I really, I really enjoyed that type of in-game betting. Yeah, I'm terrible better, by the way. That's why I don't do it. I'm well, just you're building a house in Gan Valley. You're not moving, are you? No, uh, father-in-law. Oh, okay. okay. Hundred-year-old house. He grew up there. Uh, burnt down their house last year. And if you guys know farmers, 
I think we lost about a month and a half of work because it rained every Saturday last summer. So we got everything in, carpet in. Now it's two decks. and It rained every Saturday or just every day? It was almost every day. And one of the days on the weekends, we, it was shot. It was just drinking whiskey and shooting pistols. <laughs> How's that any different than a normal weekend on Gandalf? None. <laughs> just rain. <laughs> Well, you may you may not be a betting person, but uh, I think everybody was betting on Augustana not being part of the Summit League, and we found that out today that Augustana was not offered an invitation to the Summit League. Uh, that should be no surprise to anybody, but definitely something that is part of our conference and is news. May, it may confirms have, it at least. May have surprised the Augie. Yeah, well, and I have their, their email they blasted after everybody kind of found out. During these unprecedented times, dealing with COVID-19, Augustana remains focused on serving our current students and ex- executing our strategic plan. Viking Bold, uh, the journey to 2030, the 10-year strategic plan. Well, <laughs> nine more years, I guess, because I don't see, and I think all of us have talked, and a lot of Jackrabbit people have talked, there is no reason for any of the Summit League presidents to jump on this. No, not unless they need another team. Yeah, and at this point with... St. Thomas possibly coming in, filling that role. And UMKC. Yep, they're coming in this year. So it's, I mean, it's like, okay, fine. It's like, all right. Ultimately, this isn't news, although it is news that, you know, now you've confirmed what we've all said for quite a while. And there was many of the people that kept coming out that somehow the Summit League could be bought. So I'm glad to see that that's not the case, even though we never thought that from the get-go. I was never either for or against Augie coming to the Summit League. I mean, that th- bringing back that rival rivalry would have been fine, especially in basketball and but it has to be the right fit and I'm not sure if Augie's the right fit even for Div- Division 1. Well, and for someone who we have sponsorship with NSIC and we go to these games and there's maybe 16 students on the base on the end zones and all the alumni in that group are older group and I think with this move every from the family members and stuff that I know and family and friends that are Augie, they got mad because they don't want it. And when you upset that older de- that base that can donate that money, you're really, and you have a school that's a private school, and you, these students are coming out with great educations and great jobs, but you know what? They got to pay some of this stuff off too. I, 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 it's a bold plan, good for them to try it, but like we've all said, there's really no room for them right now. No. And that's. You know, the reason SDSU could do it is because the alumni base was so much bigger because we had the same amount. I mean, we had the same probably total numbers of people that are like, oh, no, going to Division One is going to be bad. But we just have way more alumni and a much larger endowment that it was, well, we're, 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 we can still do it and get through it because we're going to keep graduating bigger classes Well, that, And the percentages of your yeses are a lot bigger than yeah. what Augie's yeses are. I mean, you know. Sell was on with the other podcast today, and he was saying, you know, like their asks and what they're getting and the support they're getting from these groups. It's like, all right, well, what's Augie got for their economic? I mean, a lot of these businesses are already invested in USD SDSU. Now you're sitting there saying, all right, now you have to jump D1 uh, sponsorship. Yeah, try and help another school get up to D1. You're doing that. And then now, with, yes, kind of in the way they said COVID, you know, a lot of us in businesses, you don't know what the next year, you know, this could funnel for a year and a half, two years. You don't know what this is like. So, I mean, I guarantee you a lot of budgets are saying we're holding tight on what we have or we're going to have to cut what yeah. we're doing. So for Augie, 
yes, you're in Sioux Falls, but it's going to be the tiniest school in our division. And it's like, okay, what's your benefit? Yeah, there's yeah. some sports, baseball, stuff like that. You know, their fields, SDSU has used their baseball field. And I know a lot of like Southwest State and a lot of these guys come down to Sioux Falls because of the turf field. But, you know, in, there are other sports. But it's like when you look at your majors, is football is a question mark. You don't know yeah. where they're going. You don't know what you're going to do with 100, 100 football players. You don't know with Title Nine. You don't know with, you know, basketball. It's like, okay, you're at the Pentagon. But it's not a huge rev. I mean, basketball is no. a revenue generator, but you it can't might have make it be some, yours. But it's not going to carry the whole, the whole athletic no. department. No, and you have like UNO who cut these sports like football because they they concentrate on hockey that was their well you let less individuals yeah. smaller arenas and well you know, and i think part of that was unl wouldn't let them like i don't think nebraska well, like the university of nebraska because it was Lincoln, 12 alberts who was a former nebraska yeah, said, football we, player we can't have more the, than one division one football team in the state of nebraska yeah. so if you guys are moving up that's fine but you're getting rid of football yeah but i mean they made the economic decision to go with a different sport yeah. and put and, their money in it and football's expensive yeah very expensive you get travel and if they go to this pioneer league it's zero zero scholarships and they're gonna have to front this forty thousand dollar education a year so i don't know it's there's a lot of question marks luckily we don't have to deal with it for another time, but I guarantee you a year from now, we're probably discussing this again. Well, and yeah, they're not going to give up. And I really enjoy when you guys are doing prognosticating, and we saw Hero Sports came out with their prognostications of the rankings of the, the Missouri Valley, and along with the, the Big Sky and the CAA took the top spots in the preseason top 25 for fcs football but before we do that because i really appreciate when you guys are on your game we got to have a beer from ebc to get your uh thought processes moving at lightning speed so now did you go get this to get a new haircut or is this hand delivered to you no i went i personally went and got this i wait i didn't need the haircut again no no i just i just enjoy seeing people out and about so brookings is a great place to go get that done they have the strawberry shortcake it's a sour ale. It's oh, delicious. Oh, Mark, Mark would be uh, Mark flipping would be right now. Disappointed. Really appreciate it. Again, appreciate the folks at EBC making good beer, staying with it. I think this is a perfect beer for an 82-degree day, whatever it popped up to today. Yeah, it was hot today. It was warm. Salty. All right. The nice thing about EBC is it goes fast. Well, nice for them, not for us. you got to be on your game because... They made, I think they said they made six barrels of this. And they might Why don't they make more if it goes so fast? Do you know what a barrel is? Like It's a keg. It's just a keg. Yeah. Well, it's got good color. It looks it, like a normal. Yeah, it looks like a regular. Coors Bud Light, Bud Light, Bush Light, Bush. Bush. I'll take a drink while Eric's pouring. Yeah, I mean, the color looks like a normal beer. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> I taste nothing. It's just as, as <laughs> per usual. <laughs> it's uh, tart. Is that is that what you guys have? Do I have tart? Yes. That's <laughs> well, a sour. Yep. Oh, it is a well, sour again. Yes, There's a second one. It just got yeah. me on a sour. That's because uh, I was pounding a beautiful natural light Natterday. Natterday. The sweetness of that with the tartness of that really offset each other. Oh, there goes the. <laughs> yeah, Natterdays are sweet, but boy. You can't if you're looking for a cheap beer. 
but that's also delicious. Natterdays is the way to go. Well, Other is, than Bush Light. Well, six pack is four ninety nine or something yeah. like that. You get the big tall boys even. Yeah, it's great. Six ninety nine for the great. talls. So speaking of beer, I found the Bush Light with the corn, whatever. For the farmers. Yep, for the farmers at Walmart the other day. Been keeping an eye out for those. So, I mean, they drink the same, but the cans are cool. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your take on this beer, Eric? Oh, it's you're, delicious. You're the, you're the beer connoisseur. There is actual shortcake in here. What? There's no chunks. There's cake in here. <laughs> that's it was brewed that way. Oh, what well, genius! Huh. That's a that's a good beer, man. If EBC would love to sponsor our tailgate, and by sponsor I mean just bring out like beer, six or twelve of crawlers of whatever they want to kind of. Keep moving. Can we request a Starbucks shortcake so Mark has a fit the first time? <laughs> well, there's all sorts of different kinds. I, think I mean, Mark's going to drink Bush Light, but... Well, they have that. a very solid rotation there with a uh, few staples, but then normally the, there's usually 12 beers. The bottom the bottom nine are always rotating, so yeah, you got to get it while it's hot. They have, not, they have not disappointed, though. I mean, it's like the sours, I tell you, like the first two drinks, it's like, oh, it mellows out quite a bit. But I also just I took think another was, drink of a Natter Day, which yeah, really offset yeah. that again. Careful. I'll put the Natter Day away I, here for a little bit. I think this thing is awesome. Good job once again to EBC. Absolutely. Now, have, Keep crushing it. That's, you guys focus now? Oh, yeah, we're back. I, I've never been focused in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hero Sports put out their uh, top 25 of the FCS. Really, no surprises in the top 10. There might have been a few eyebrows raised with the Missouri Valley taking the one, two, and three spots. The debate on paper has begun. So, what do you guys think? Uh, well, I was super surprised to see us at number two, but yet not. I, I don't know. It, it's hard to, it's hard to move JMU down. I mean, until they've proven that they can't win. I mean, really, it's hard to move them down. Northern Iowa at three was. A little bit surprising, but their defense, I mean, they're they're exact same as us. What did we, we lose to them in the playoffs by, like, three points or something? Yeah, but I, I mean, it was they, a brutal but football But they game. have a defense that averaged, like, I know you're not bringing the same team back, but you have the same concepts. They only gave up 17 points a game last year, and, I mean, it showed and in the playoffs. And we gave up 16. I yeah. mean, uh, us and, well, that's why, I mean, come back to us in Northern Iowa, we're basically the same team. We have a young quarterback, whoever's going to play quarterback, both of us have extremely good defense. I I mean, our defense is very good, but we do have a big hole to fill, and that's that middle linebacker, so, I mean, which is a, one of the very important positions on defense. But if you know anything about SDSU football, we, they, they yep, slot from, those guys from in there. T.J. Lally right to it – uh, It's like wide receivers. Yeah, right to Roseboom. Yeah. Quarterbacks. Offensively, if we – I mean, you can't put anything negative on Heidi getting thrown in there. Nope. But – the competition between him and Gibbs, whichever wins, our offense could be very electric again next year. At, I mean, we got a lot of offensive linemen coming back. I think all of our tight ends are coming back uh, or, for the most part. Our tight ends didn't do a whole lot Carson last year. Going to a quarterback's yeah. room, as Luhan said on our podcast. Um, yeah, I, I mean, our, our offense can put up points. The defense just doesn't have to. So that's, I think that's where they were looking at us. JMU surprises me. Sacramento State, yeah, they were a good football team. Uh, I saw a lot of discussion on Montana, jumping Montana State, um, because everybody just, I mean, Montana State beat Montana last year, I think, once or maybe twice. But 
But let's be real. And the funny part is, if you follow that tweet, how many people are just furious because of a preseason ranking in June? Oh, it's five, a, months, yeah, five it's, months before the yeah, game. Yeah, where yeah. We, and we can get into the whole nothing. football thing later. But it's like, all right. But you know, with the rankings, they had NDSU at one, which you know, supposedly they have a top twenty-five quarterback coming out. That you know, I watched, I saw a bunch of those this weekend. We'll see how he holds up. Um, SDSU at two, Northern Iowa at three, and then you got Illinois State at twelve and Southern Illinois at twenty-two. So I mean, okay, so so name off those Missouri Valley Conference teams again. They're ranked. Yeah, NDSU. FGC. We play. Okay, slow down. So NDSU, we, we play there. Ten seventeen there. Yep. Uh, Northern Iowa, we're at there. Eleven yep. seven. Play, play away against Northern Iowa. We do not play Illinois State do, this year oh, because it's a rotation. Fantastic. Great. But then we get Southern Illinois at Southern Illinois on ten twenty four. Correct. And then you throw in we're at Nebraska on nine nineteen, and then you have UND on ten three, and then follow that by USD, which is not at the end of the year this year because of USD the, is at least a home game. But yeah, but it's still a rivalry game. Well, you, no, I get it, but holy cows, our our away schedule is. Brutal. Yeah, you start I at ten three of North Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota State, Southern Illinois, Western Illinois, which would be Hobo Day, uh, Northern Iowa. There, then we have Tarleton State. Thank God. And then we go end the year at Youngstown State, which you know, post Polini, who knows what they do? But they're also FBS transfer kings, so who knows what they're bringing in? Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be tough. Gauntlet. It's a tough schedule, but let's be honest. The Missouri Valley Conference is a is a gauntlet every single year. Yeah, I mean whether we get them at home or on the road, I mean no matter what, it's always going to be a tough schedule. And you look at the five that are ranked, there could be three different ones in there by the end of the season because they all beat each other up and they all end up yeah. with one or two losses, and then they'll start looking at conference strength, all that jazz. So I mean, um, I don't know who NDSU's off team is. I don't look at their schedule much. I only look at it they play us on ten seventeen. That's all I really care about at this point. So I don't know. It's uh it's a good argument. I mean, if you look at SDSU yes last year with their healthy and what they're bringing back potentially with the you know the horses at running back, the wide receivers, Cade. You know, you got a rotating offensive line. I think they had eight nine guys that yeah. they rotated a line that they'll find their five. And then you go to defense. Well, it's a stout defense. You get the look at the guys up front. I mean, yeah, you lose Seven Wilson, who was a younger guy in the back. It wasn't even go you northern. Who went to Northern Iowa? Somebody I th- left. I thought somebody transferred. I thought one of the back end guys, linebacker, or somebody went to Northern Iowa, Northern Illinois. I'm sorry. We took last week. Oh, off, and diamond, pre- diamond, diamond, I'm sorry, diamond, 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 diamond. Sorry, Seven, Seven Wilson. I had Seven in my head. So, but. So. But you replace a yeah. guy that played a lot of good yeah. ball and was a good football player. So. We're pretty deep on the back end, though, with our cornerbacks. Um, so that one, it's, it's worrisome, but yet I think we, we have a lot of depth back there. But just pulling up you and I schedule, and this is where you and I probably, you know, starting off at two or three, they go, they play at Iowa, at Idaho State, and then Weber State at home, and then you, NDSU at home, and then at Southern Illinois. Like, that... I think Idaho State has a decent football team. I mean, they're a, I mean, they're a Big Sky team, right? Yep. So they play two Big Sky teams. Uh, Weber is perennially good. They're going to be good. Be- beat them up at home last year, so that would not surprise me if Weber won that game. I mean, once again, you and I could very well start off the season 
really one and three, maybe zero and four. I mean, this is this is similar to years where they'll schedule they'll schedule Iowa and Iowa State, or you know, like two you know two uh, FBS schools, Power Five schools, and then just get beat up in those two games and try and limp through the season. So their their record, I mean, their schedule is brutal. Well, um, and you look at you and I's offense. I think it was about like from the in the playoffs. What they do score two offensive touchdowns or something like that. The only one that was worse was Illinois State, who literally threw four passes. I and think, then the one guy NDSU. went off on running, yeah. but they and he's gone from Illinois State. Yep, he's in the NFL. But the but, UNI has the scrambling quarterback. That's all they have. Like, and you got a guy like him that doesn't have anybody around him. I watched that game against San Diego. I watched him against us. He's basically a three-step drop and oh no, let's go. Kind of guy. Um, they added, so they lost the tight end who was really good, who transferred up to FBS. I don't know, I can't remember his name um, or where he went, but they just had an FBS transfer come in. I think that just happened today, so that should that should help you and I on offense. Um, they got that wide. I, for, I don't know the wide receiver's name. I don't know him real well, but he played. He was a decent, lengthy wide receiver that they had. Yeah. But again, you know, there's potential for their offense, and their defense is going to be lights out. Yeah, but if, but you, if you have that, a scrambling quarterback, here's and you're the playing thing: that's, that out. schedule is brutal. If you I mean, get him dinged up, good luck for the rest of Missouri Valley. That's that is a brutal schedule. The, their their saving grace is they get to play NDSU at home, and so there's a very good chance maybe they go two and two in those first few games and and get an upset at or you know beat Idaho State, which you know you play at Iowa. You're you're gonna be beat up, and then you have to go all the way out yeah. to Idaho. I mean, that's not that's not an easy schedule for no, them to start. No, but then off. you go back to ours. You know, nine five. We start with Butler, which should be a good tune up game. Just be honest. Um, and then you go to Nebraska, and then you come back with Indiana State on nine twenty six, and then your gauntlet starts. So you know, the first game of the year, Butler, good warm up. Hope nobody gets hurt. Same old thing that you always say, just, you know, don't get anybody hurt. You don't know how many, how much those guys are going to play, especially if Sage Aburi comes back. Do you want to see two, three good quarters out of him before you go see Nebraska? So, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of questions with injuries. And, you know, with Pierre was, you know, dinged up last year too. Hopefully he's coming back, you know. But, you know, that's why we talk football in June is we still got a lot yeah. of time until and then. In DSU schedule, they play Oregon to kick off. Uh, but then they got Drake, who we play. I mean, that's their easy game. And then in North North Carolina A and T, who I think has just moved up I to believe, FCS. Right? I believe they were in that group that did the bowl game. Um, that, those two conferences that didn't go into FCS playoffs, they played a bowl game. So they're other than Oregon, right? Like their non conference schedule is kind of cupcake. Well, I mean, we we at least have one tougher game other than our FBS game. Yeah, but you put Nebraska versus Oregon at this point. I, mean, I guess we do play Tarleton or something. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a push regardless. Yeah. I mean, you got Frost in his what second year, and then you got Oregon. It's the third year. Is isn't it third year already? It's been that yeah, they're slow. pretty terrible. Okay, and then you got Herb Herbert Herbert whatever your Sherbet, who went to the NFL. He played for the Chargers, so they lost him. So I don't know what. Hey, who knows? NDSU always plays a D1 team. Oh, yeah. Tough. Oregon better be ready to play. If I'm Oregon, I schedule that game at like 8 o'clock at night because then it's, whatever, 10 o'clock for Drunk NDSU. Drunk Hudson Stadium. Yeah, and loud <laughs> at but, night. But you make a great point. Will it be loud? Well, and that's Who exactly knows? the case. Does, so, does everything have an asterisk behind it this year? You know, yes, going to Hudson Stadium, that is just down in a bowl. 90,000 people, whatever it holds, loud, hard place to play. 
Same thing a little bit in Lincoln and Memorial. Mm-hmm. Not this year, I don't think. Not the way everything I've been reading. Yeah, and we touched on the points. with uh, We mentioned Iowa State kind of came out with their plan. Ohio State came out with their plan. and you know. And, so, so what were those plans? Uh, well, whatever. Ohio State's was 107,000 capacity. If they take a percentage of people in the stadium, it'd become out... Worst case scenario, twenty to thirty thousand. Best case scenario, forty to fifty thousand. Which I would assume those are some of your high-end season ticket holders who are going to get the rights or points, and well, they'll spread them out and either do sections or pods, as we heard, or anything like that. So yeah, listen to Pat McAfee had uh, Mark Cuban on, and and their idea was we're going to bring in we're going to bring in so many people, season ticket holders. Um, and if you're with a group of people who've been around each other, right? So your group is going to sit in a pod and then there's going to be social distancing of your pod from other groups. But then as we kind of keep tracking it, we're going to grow the groups and grow the groups because, well, we're going to have testing, we're going to do this and that. Suddenly now we can have maybe three quarters full stadium because their pods are all bigger, but yet they're further away from each other. I don't know. I I, get, I didn't know we were whales. Pod pod growth is going to be a term now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. But that's that's the other thing. Like us, um, so if they go to not having as many people in the stands, what do we have, 5,500 season ticket holders, 7,000? Like, well, I don't know what our t- I don't tickets are. It's not that high. So if we have 5,000, that's like that's quarter of the capacity of the stadium if you want to get in that stadium this year you might have to be a season ticket holder i would want to be a season ticket holder yeah especially this year because i mean jackrabbittickets.com yeah back to jacks or call them 866 go jacks i believe so (laughs) you've asked for a few things huh phil (laughs) but that's i mean and that's i think how they're going to do it like we might be able to all get into the football game but we're probably not going to be in our seats because I envision them moving everybody up in the club. Like the club is going to be completely different because they're not going to have food. They're probably not going to be pouring beer up there. So they're going to move all those people kind of down and kind of around on that side of the stadium. And those of us who don't have quite as many points might go to the other side of the stadium. But to me, as long as I'm in the stadium, exactly, I, was just I don't ask care. That. I know. Would it be? Would it matter to you if you're up twenty more rows and? On the opposite side, absolutely not. No, you're in there, and I don't. I, I just mentioned it to you guys prior to the podcast. PBR announced that they're coming to Sioux Falls, and they're doing a pod type of ticket sales too, where everybody has to come in. Everybody's either if you don't have a mask, you can have a mask put on, but they're going to be do it where everybody in the seating section is always six feet apart, unless mm-hmm. if you bought your tickets together. So. It'll be interesting to see if that goes takes off. I mean, it's a bold move by Sioux Falls to say, "Yep, we're in. Let's bring PBR in." And like I mentioned to a lot of people down at Gann Valley, which is you know a lot of Cowboys, a lot of those people are probably not going to be coming from Sioux Falls. They're going to be coming from other communities outside of Sioux Falls to come and see their PBR guys and their Bulls. And you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that and see if if one. If contamination happens, well, that's going to screw up a lot of things for a lot of other events. They're going to be like, well, obviously we can't do this. Two, if nothing happens from it, okay, now here's the pod option because I know. Yeah, keep increasing the numbers because if there isn't a big explosion of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I Just whatever. That's right. I'm glad I mean, I mean we are hey, glad. Yeah, glad we're not in charge. I mean, Justin Sell on the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast, like he said, it's 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 fluid. You know, we 
we can have the greatest plan in the world that we think yep. it, and, and two days later we have to blow it up and figure something else out. Well, then let's bring up this point. I brought that, I was I was sitting around Friday doing nothing, and I don't know why what I was watching, but all of a sudden I was like, just a random thought. What happens if the powers that be, which would be the border regents or anybody there, would they be willing to open up alcohol sales since? Yeah, it's going to be a limited number to offset. And I know in that podcast, too, we all listened to it today. You know, sales, sales, you know alcohol sales, beer sales is Huge. a minor. It, it's a big part, but it's also a lot of parts that it needs to do. But if you can only get 5,000 fans in there and you're allowed, I don't know, if you do, a, I don't care, do a punch pass where I'm allowed three drinks a game or whatever. And but you're making eight bucks, whatever. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to. Be I like the idea of a punch card, thirty-two dollar punch card. Here's your three beers. Yeah, or have an app on your phone that they scan it, and then also have the three beers. You know, sell. Write that down. Eric, don't give us that look. It's well, better no, no, than no, zero because beers. You just told me the club can't sell beer or uh, provide beer. But, but goes, I'm saying in a buffet style. <laughs> no, but I mean, like oh, up there, I guess they do just do hand right. Out. So yeah. everything has a very. I'm listening for a consistency, and everybody. Well, we're going to take this away, and we're going to offer this. Well, you can't. Hey, we're just like. We're idea guys. I can tell. Nothing's but, sticking to the yeah. wall. <laughs> but if you have 5,000 people in the fans and in the stands, and of course not all of them are going to have a beverage, but say a third of them or a quarter of them actually purchase some. Eric's the math guy. He can do it probably in his head in about six seconds. I don't know what revenue. Say beer is 8 bucks, and you got, say. Hey, that's $80,000 for one game. If there's 2,500 people, have a three-beer punch card for $32. There you go. Eric is looking at us like we're just nuts. No, I love the idea, but I was listening to. <laughs> Go ahead. The consistency. Was it? Was he consistent or was I inconsistent? Who's inconsistent? Well, it started out with talking about masks and pods and the club getting shut down, and now we're to punch cards and beers. I just and, think I think the club thing is going to be difficult because they're going to want to spread those people out. And what I what I would envision they do is potentially move move the club with some like ropes all the way down to you know the the second row and open up the gates okay now all the club people you're you're situated in the club area but your seats go all the way down and now you can go back up and get beer i doubt there'll be buffet buffet food up there but if you have but then us who are directly below the club are going to get kicked over to the other side of the stadium which again is fine but that's where I, I do think, yeah, the club probably could serve beer because it's no different. Again, all you're saying, I'll make believe at this yeah, point because this, I mean, there's these are just suite. our ideas. Well, you're saying you can buy 15 tickets for whatever your group. Well, there's a suite that can fit 10 people, 12 people. They can probably yep. do the same thing this, too. Well, yeah, and the suites that would be interesting as to how they handle those. But you might go up to the suite and not come back. I guarantee out. a Stig's office is not available this year. I guarantee you they don't no. go wipe down all the stuff <laughs> in his office. <laughs> yeah, it's I one. I hope we have football. Two, I hope we get to go to the home games. It'd be great to get to go. I mean, we've been talking a little bit of, you know, the schedule kind of lines up. You know, um, other than Southern Illinois, it's pretty easy to get to all these away games. Uh, but then again, Eric comes back and says, we don't even know if they're going to have football, so let's not worry about that until two years from now. I like I like Eric's realistic approach. He brings me down. <laughs> I, 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 I'm overly optimistic, you know, you, and Eric keeps me in check. That's what you, I'm trying to when say. When you watch the discussion, whether it be online or on Twitter, watching the thought of football is like watching the stock market. One day, holy smokes, we're going. Hey, we had the we had the 
top 25 out. There's lots to talk about. If you listen to Sam Herter and his podcast, there was no mention of even no doubt there's going to be football. Tomorrow, you're going to get another message out of California or somewhere else, and the whole doggone world's falling apart. And you're well, they already did that. Well, think <laughs> about it. I mean, if you if you can't have the, the convention in North Carolina, you know, the Republican convention in North Carolina, how would you ever be able to have football? And that's the, I mean, that's the thing. Like, no state is going to get on the same page, and that's what they're all going to run into. Well, the thing is, you into. can do it. It's just that it's the consistency. So if I tell you you can't have kids in Rotunda D at SDSU, <laughs> well, you can't. How can you have a football game? Exactly. Yeah. It's the consi- I've listened for consistency. If I'm going to say this is what they're going to do, that's too many. Wow, gracious. Locally, okay. that PBR thing might be something. Nationally, the NHL announced their playoff system with, what was it, 22 teams or 24 teams yeah. in their pods, and they might have two host cities. NBA is looking at going to Orlando. Now they're looking at uh, but allowing you- some family. But you're, you're going to look at these things and say, okay, you got – they're they're putting the teams together. What you know? I don't and know. All those guys get paid. Well, they get paid. Yes. And then that was going to be another point. I was going to say these are amateurs. Yeah. So I mean, and I think that's why a lot of people in college are like, yeah, we're being very cautious, very cautious, very cautious. NBA is like, we want money. MLB, we want a thirty-five million dollar a year salary guy to make a seven point nine million dollar salary. That's the cut. Of, what was it yesterday of? Seven or a four hundred fifty thousand dollar player in major league will get cut down to two hundred thirty nine thousand. So they're asking all their big dogs to take money for the you know, but the broadcast money is going to come there professionally. We're talking about amateurs. Yeah, that keep your fingers crossed. Well, and, and, and last year or last week they started announcing baseball program after baseball program getting cut. Chicago State, I, uh, I forgot what the other one was. Uh, like Central, they're just cutting the baseball. Baseball's out. cut. Yeah. Like gone. Like all those guys who entered the transfer portal. I think Central Michigan cut uh, track and field uh, and polo or something like that. But I mean they're just saying yep, we can't do it. And a lot of old larger schools are having players and all these like Chicago State I think it was they're having alumni who are baseball players like getting together. Like, how much can you donate? What can we keep, do to keep this thing going? You know, they're getting to that level. Well, when you're donating all this money, and all of a sudden, hey, economically, a lot of guys are having issues too. Now, hey, can we get a donation to float a program for a year that may not even exist? If if there's no football, there's there's a lot of potential that a lot. I mean, athletic departments are going to look drastically different than what they look not, look like now, just because. You're going to have football and basketball and a lot of women's sports, and that's it. Yeah, because Title Nine. Because of Title Nine. Yep, yep. And you got football, which, which is takes which a big is number. which is probably how it should be. But well, like, there's going to be a lot of programs and a lot of things that happen where we just can't afford you. We have to start cutting something. And unfortunately, in a lot of those schools, it is baseball, it is softball, especially northern schools. I mean, SDSU. Hate to say it, but what what is one sport that you could probably probably cut that just Don't say it. doesn't have it? Don't and it's. Say it baseball shoot i mean i don't want it to get cut i mean that and equestrian which are super expensive but, but you, you got because they'll, those whatever their, their roster at title nine helps with the offset of you know it's, that's you cut why, baseball you might get there well i don't know man I, it's it's just, it's yeah, such a I'm that's glad, such a negative i'm side, glad one like, i'm not justin sell and have to make these decisions if they have to be that's made. why i just pray to the lord that we have sports of some some whatever if, <laughs> I think it's going to be okay. I just like to manage expectations. I'm going to start out disappointed and work my way up from there. Can you remove? But you know what wasn't disappointing was this beer. That's right from EBC. Can you? <laughs>
So it was great to see everybody again. Yes, Looking sir. forward to the next podcast. And on that note, go big. Go blue. Go Jacks.